0: Welcome everybody to Culture Lust, episode 14, the only podcast on the internet where us, the Seven Deadly Sins crew, pick a random movie off of Netflix, watch it, hope it doesn't suck, and then talk about our shame the day after. My name is Chris, I'll be your host for today. Joined as always, my buddy Scott.
1: Hey, what's going on? I'm back after my two-week hiatus. James? Who the hell let Scott back in here? I thought we got rid of that guy. (laughs) That bastard.
0: (laughs) And our resident tech expert, Jones. I
2: didn't agree to Scott coming back, by the way. Yeah, he drives an El Camino.
1: And, oh, my dad drove an El Camino. You take that back. (laughs) (laughs) So today, guys, I'm very excited
0: to talk with you about a movie that is right in my lane. Once again, we are drifting back into my territory and watching a horror movie. We watched The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Beginning, uh, from 2006. Now, IMDb describes this movie as, Before being sent to serve in Vietnam, two brothers and their girlfriends take one last road trip. But when they get into an accident, a terrifying experience will take them to a secluded house of horrors with a chain-wielding killer. So when we picked this movie last week, and you guys heard what we were going to be doing, what was your first reaction? Have you guys, does anybody have any prior experience with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Uh, Horror movies in general of this nature? Uh, Jones, you know, we're going to start with you. How how did you feel when we first drew this?
2: Really disappointed.
0: (laughs) Tell us how you really feel. (laughs) <laughs> it's
2: wow. like, wow! <laughs> like, how many That's remakes so of remakes are they gonna make? And no, this is a prequel of all a remake. Right, whatever, get it right. If, well, kind of unrelated. They're making a remake to this one, which is called Leatherface. is coming out in September. Are
3: oh, really? so yeah. yeah. they really?
2: Yeah, and they change the entire backstory. Yeah. But ooh, yeah. I, I've never been into slashers. I've never been into horror movies, not because. The gore, not because of you know people dying. None of that stuff bothers me. And if it if it's done right, it's impactful and it's fun. No, oh, not fun. That's the wrong word. But no, no, no. Fun is
1: right because we watch these to be, have fun. But well, you uh, do. We the mentally disturbed. Yeah. Now I was gonna say. Now we know which one of us like twisted squirrels' heads off when they were a kid. Right. Exactly. <laughs> hey, Scott. Do you really know what happened to our
0: hamsters that day? Anyway. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Oh wait, there were guinea pigs. Sorry,
2: but yeah. So you know, it, it's another Texas Chainsaw map. It's it's a who is this New Line Cinema? They saw more money. Everybody's making reboots or soft reboots, is what this one is probably considered as. It's um, yeah, I'm. That's it. <laughs>
0: yeah. And Scott, what about you? I know we've discussed in the past how you're just not really a big fan of horror movies in general, and having drawn this one, which isn't a B-movie, it isn't a movie that nobody's ever heard of, this movie had a studio backing and considerable resources behind it. $16 million. What did you think? Yeah. How much money did your last movie make? Or (laughs) cost to make? Are you talking to me? I can do a lot... Yeah, I'm just saying. I could, I could do a lot with $16 million. Yeah, I could make
2: a much better movie than this with $16 million.
0: Probably, but that's not what I was saying. It wasn't one of the crappy B-horror movies that we'd watched previously. This is one with an existing IP. So, Scott, as I was asking, <laughs> what did you think when we first drew this movie? Uh,
1: uh, I was... I was horrified at having to come back and watch this movie because I don't I mean I don't like horror flicks in in general unless they're really like suspenseful kind of suspense thriller or yes. more, more psychological type of horror flicks. Uh gore movies are not my thing. I don't I I so I was eating pizza when I turned this movie on. Big mistake. Okay, big mistake. I don't usually I don't have I mean I didn't get sick to my stomach or anything and I finished my dinner. But I just I don't get behind the whole, the whole like blood and gore stuff. It's just, so yeah, my, I was anticipating, uh, not being entertained and I don't think I was mistaken.
0: Yeah. Yeah. See for me being such a huge fan of horror movies, anytime one of the big Mount Rushmore slasher movies pops up that I get to watch, I'm really excited. So when, when I drew, when I, clicked on randomize and this movie popped up I was genuinely excited I don't know if you can go back to last week and and hear me as I introduced this movie but I was genuinely excited because you know Texas Chainsaw Massacre Friday the 13th Halloween Nightmare on Elm Street those are the four gods in
1: my pantheon even though they've been done so many times you like you're you're okay with it I'm totally okay
0: with that I I I'm just a huge... I don't know why. Don't ask. Maybe it's a weird twisted thing in the back of my mind or whatever, but I just... I really like these horror movies, you know? And I'm not saying that I like this one because I'm not getting into that. I'm just talking about when we first drew it and my initial impression. See, I actually had originally thought that this was another movie that I'd already seen.
1: The 2003
0: one? uh, I thought thought the same thing. No, there was one, I think. I don't know. There was one. It had Alexandra Daddario. Which, by the way, is the most beautiful creature on the planet. I mean, if you disagree, I will fight you. Um, There's one with her, and I thought that's what this was. I didn't know that they'd made another prequel to the remake that apparently had a sequel that... Yeah, it's starting to get really convoluted. Dollar signs. Uh, Yeah, exactly, exactly. But... You know, my initial impressions, I was really excited to watch this movie because, again, as I said, it's one of the top four horror movie, you know, franchises in history. Well, last 40 years. And I was really looking forward to it and just seeing what it was like because, you know, that's just kind of who I am. And and that's that's what I like. I, I like this mindless, you know, BS, you know, Uh I'm scared now, having said that, to hear what you got to say about this, James, because I have a feeling you have some really strong opinions about this movie.
3: Well, so I was in high school when the re- the first reboot came out with Jessica Beale. And what? Yeah, the uh, 2003. One. 2003, yeah. That oh, was that like was like 2003. I was like a sophomore okay. or something like that. So yeah, I. That was like, uh, hey, we went to the movies Friday nights and it was, I actually enjoyed it. I thought they did um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Leatherface really well. Like I said, one of the, when I think of like slasher films, one of the scenes from that 2003 movie is like ingrained in my head when he slides open the wall and fucking comes running out. Like every time I think of a slasher film from now on, like that's the first thing that pops in my head. So I thought they did a really good job with that actually. Um, So I was excited. I was like, all right, cool. Like, it's the same characters. It's the same universe. It's, it's, you know, like it's the same uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre that I enjoyed. So hopefully this will be good. And it, and it was good.
0: even just as a note. It was even the same actor who played Leatherface. Yeah. Right. I mean, there was yeah, the yeah, all the
3: same actors for the, in the, the same Hewitt family. Yeah, um, Hewitt uh-huh, family. Yep. Uh-huh.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yes. They did bring them all back, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. So right. I was, what else are they doing?
3: I actually wasn't that upset that we got this cuz like i said that was one of the first or one of the few slasher films i actually enjoy um but afterwards which we'll get to it i yeah
2: <laughs> that's crazy mm-hmm. you 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 pointed it out 2006 this is the first movie i watched with my wife like in uh, theaters
0: <laughs> <laughs> or not this one the 2003 oh, wow. one
2: the one with Jessica yeah, Biel yeah. yeah and and it made me remember no, the, i
0: i actually i have that on like special edition uber like 23 disc special set. Uh, yeah, I think I have like the like, original actually, DVD
3: version where the cover looks like Leatherface and it like folds open like butcher yeah, paper and stuff. Like, walls, I have yeah. that version of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I
0: really like the 2003
1: remake.
3: Like, yeah, I thought it was really lot. well done and I enjoyed it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll have this to check one.
1: that one out to see if it would change oh. my. Yeah,
3: as oh, the thing it's, is, I haven't watched it in a while, so maybe it won't hold up. It does <laughs> still.
0: I, I've actually seen it recently, and I will tell you, it does still hold up.
2: Coming from you, um, yeah.
0: <laughs> hey, hey, yeah. I could admit, I could admit when a movie I liked is bad, dude. Freddy but in the I will sky, say,
1: Freddie in the sky. Hey,
0: hey, 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 Freddie in the sky with diamonds. Okay, yeah, Freddie yeah. in the sky with diamonds. But I will say, I think that says so much about the film that we watched this week that a film released what? Uh, Three years earlier, it it makes us want to watch a movie that was released three years earlier. (laughs) So I think that says that speaks volumes about this movie as it uh, in general. But as we are committed to do here on Culture Lust, regardless of what our first impressions of a movie are, when it gets selected, we still have to sit down and we still have to watch it. So when this movie started up, first 15 minutes if you will the the part of the movie that's supposed to grab you and pull you in how did that go for you Jones how about you Uh, I ask you because opening credits and things like that angles that are used and technical stuff is is kind of your lane so I'm curious like what do you think about the the beginning of this movie and how it set the table if you will (laughs) So I'm laughing because there's a,
2: I I sent out a picture to you guys. I don't know if you saw it, but the, so it opens with, you know, they're at a a slaughterhouse, a pack, a meatpacking house and it kind of interweaves with the credits and that whole intro I thought was really cool. I was like, man, this, this is pretty promising. Um, and and then, you know, this lady goes into labor and she gives birth to this baby and uh, the baby ends up in a dumpster. <laughs> the baby looks so much like the baby from the Dinosaurs TV show. It says <laughs> <laughs> not the mama,
0: not the chainsaw.
2: Yeah, and right, the mama, right at yeah. that point, it was yeah. a puppet. It was a puppet baby. I checked
0: at the credits. It was there were puppeteers. It, it looked like
2: well, a chestburster. Yeah, it, it's it like right like off it's the, the
1: not, it's, me of a chestburster.
0: It's not like they took Scott's baby pictures and modeled a you know makeup after it or anything. Close though,
1: close. Close,
0: close, pretty close. But yeah, yeah.
2: The, the the opening credits were pretty cool though. I mean, I feel like they inspired a lot of uh, TV shows later. Like it it reminded me of The Walking Dead, but this came out long before The Walking Dead. And any any sort of TV show that kind of follows that style of intro. Um, but it was it was nice how they interwove the uh, the actual story with. Maybe some narrative, there were like newspaper clippings and then, mm-hmm. you know, credits of the actors and stuff like that. I thought the intro was pretty well done. And then, you know, you you, yeah. you meet uh, Arlie Ermy, and it, it's just really cool. But like after a few minutes, my, my, my mind was changed.
0: <laughs> just like that, huh?
2: Yeah, it didn't take long.
0: How about you, James? What did you think about the opening of this movie and
3: when it was starting? I didn't really enjoy it, man, because if you think back to the 2003, like the initial reboot, the way they did that intro is they made it like police were investigating the crime scene and they're mm. taking a video camera with them to gather evidence and to document everything. Right. And right. then the dude gets, he's like, oh, this is the basement where supposedly all the murder took place. And then, like, boom, leatherface. And, they're like, oh, then right, the camera cuts right, right. and, like, it was found footage. That, like, grabbed me from the beginning. This, not? not so much. I was actually really disappointed because I kind of had those expectations of the 2003 one. So right. I really didn't enjoy the intro because I'm just like how are you going to kick it off so well with your first movie and then just do this crappy intro for the next movie? Like I understand Jones's take from the technical standpoint and I think he's probably right. They probably did inspire quite a few TV shows and all that stuff with it because you know this is Mike this is like earlier Michael Bay and all that. So yeah, I think there's definitely a, a chance of that. But um Yeah, I don't know. I had expectations of it being reminiscent of the the 2003 one, and it wasn't, so I was definitely disappointed.
0: Yeah, well, you know, on that note, let's not forget that the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre came out in 1974. Uh So that is a movie that has been influencing other films for the last, you know, 30 plus years. So yeah, but we're
2: talking about the movie that came out in 2006.
0: Yeah, but it was also done the Toby Hooper's hand is in this. He he you know he has a co-producer credit which could mean either nothing nothing or no 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 what I'm that or no honestly no no, no offense no. to
2: him but what that means is he he put some money into it like he paid yeah, he for the rolled. camera rental no, or I'm he aware, did I'm something i'm aware
0: i'm i'm totally aware that it could it could mean nothing but it could also mean that he had some creative mm. you know the only stake in the the movie. only creative but stake that
2: anybody would have is the producer just the producer
0: but uh well, no, okay, you're okay. I'll I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But it is still inspired by a work that was made thirty three years ago. Man, you're
2: reaching, dude.
0: That work inspired so many other works. So it just in general, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise has been inspiring other franchises since nineteen seventy four. Good or bad, I mean, I'll I'll give it that. But uh, but Scott. How did the opening to this movie grab you? Compared to your expectations and what you were thinking and then you get into this and you start it and you're sitting down watching it.
1: Okay. How'd that so, go for you? So I was – I'm coming into this movie not ever seeing any of them. Uh, I, I did look it up like however however many like Texas Chainsaw movies there are. And they're like oh twelve or fifteen or something ridiculous. Just watch the two thousand three one. That's the well game. yeah,
0: but but that's not really fair well, because they had a lot of remakes
1: and reboots and Well that's what I'm saying though. Like I haven't that, I haven't seen so. any of that stuff. I haven't seen any of it. Not even the original, right. I haven't seen any of them. So when oh. when when it first started I was I would agree with with Jones. You know, I was like, wow, this is really good. And uh, on a side note, I had a bunch of pizza sauce on my fingers, and they showed like the little <laughs> kid like tearing <laughs> pieces of meat off a squirrel or something, and I was like, oh, oh. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it 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 was pretty good. But then I just heard James mention, you know, that the the other one that you guys are talking about was actually anchored in reality by a news crew and all that stuff. Because I had no idea. They were police.
3: They were cops.
1: Oh, okay. Well, Mm -hmm. I I had no idea that they were going for the base off of a true story thing, right? Until Mm -hmm. the very end of the movie, so I wasn't as invested in it as I would, I could have been if they would have set the set the scene correctly, right? I mean, I would have immediately picked up my phone and Googled it and found out that's a bunch of crap. But Right, 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 either way, right, I would have, I would have been more invested into it. And, and, and the other the only other thing, as far as the intro is concerned, is, bruh, Arlie Ermey's eyebrows should be included as a separate cast member <laughs> no on the cast shit. list. I'm but hoping that when things, he dies, oh, that
3: they'll put them damn. in the Marine Corps
1: Museum at Quantico. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Holy crap. He came out, and I was like, what in the hell? Do you not go to the barbershop, my man? Or like, did they do that on purpose? Like, what? Yeah. But uh but yeah, so I was I did like it. I did like it, the intro, uh as mm-hmm. far as like the you know, the technical standpoint and all that stuff. Um and I'm just slowly learning that it could have been better. Hey, right. Yep. You right should better. watch the two thousand three, man. That's Wait. the only
3: version of the Texas Chainsaw
1: Master you need to watch. Yeah.
3: Well it was better than the 19th, original actually. one. Going off of what you said about how
0: the this film series has always tried to lay claim to some, you know, fictional semblance of being
3: grounded in reality. Yeah, uh, it's based off of Ed Gein, who was a yes, real serial killer I, up in I was Wisconsin. Act-
0: ah, yeah. uh, he wasn't a serial killer.
3: Go on. Uh, didn't didn't he, like, kill people in a bar and then, like, dig up some bodies and, like, make a suit well, of skin out of them? Digging, digging up bodies
0: and, and all that stuff does not make you a serial killer.
3: Yeah, but I thought he killed, like, two women in a bar or something like that. Yeah, that doesn't that's make just, you a that's serial That's just a murderer.
0: That's, yeah, that's a murderer. I'm not, I'm not, again, I apologize, James. I'm not downplaying how sick and twisted this guy was. I'm just saying the classification of serial killer is actually not Ed Gein. Um But yes, yes, that's actually what I was going to point out uh, in, you know, my intro to the, to the, this movie was that, yes, it was inspired by real life events or like something that really happened like in the 50s because, You know, to anybody out there that doesn't know, Ed Gein is considered the first modern serial killer, even though he technically wasn't a serial killer. But his crimes happened in the 50s. So when they came to light, it was huge because everyone looks at the 50s of human history as being like, you know, more carefree and... The poodle Innocent. skirts in the fawns. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, no, exactly. No, and yeah, then suddenly this these horrific crimes come out of Wisconsin, ironically enough. So Wisconsin, he was one
3: Wisconsin. murder shy of being called a serial killer. Semantics, exactly. bro. It counts. Jesus it counts. So You're so it counts. desperate for a victory that you have to go for that. Just admit your movie sucked, dude. Just call it good there. <laughs>
1: yeah. End of podcast. Oh, finish. whoa, 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 whoa,
3: whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs>
0: yeah. Hey, no, dude, the 2006 movie sucked. The 1974 movie and the 2003 movie. I will fight you. We thought the
1: 2003 one was good. To the death.
0: Like I will get the baby oil and the thongs and we will fight. So that's not it fighting. Seems like,
1: yeah, but it seems like it seems like you are really like basing your opinion of this movie off of the two thousand three and the original. <sighs> you're you not talking this movie. Witch? You keep talking the original stuff. That's true. That's true. So, uh, this, the the original
0: it, source material is there. It is just kind of one of those things that's just ingrained in horror movie, pop culture, but to your point, Scott, that says that speaks volumes about my opinion on this 2006 movie, because it's reminiscent of movies that were better. And, uh, to get back on track, to get back on track, when, when this movie started, uh, you know, I got to agree with, you know, scott and, and jones i liked the intro i liked how they kind of you, you know did all that kind of stuff what i didn't like was where they instantly from the very beginning started off with the brutality mm. like
1: they like run, running showed the over and all that stuff and yeah, yeah, yeah gonna, like,
0: that, from the very, like, right from the very beginning, they are like, Gore, this is going to no. be a bloody evil, gory massacre. Right, my, my pizza finger like, is gotcha. yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow it down there, homie. Like, this is a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. Believe me, if you're watching this movie, you know what's going to happen. You know what's upcoming. You don't need to start right out with all this stuff. You know, it, it's kind of like if you take everything to 11 in the first 10 minutes, when your movie is starting to reach a climax and it's starting to, to get that crescendo, where do you go? You already hit 11. So from the very beginning, I was very wary because I was like, any movie that immediately starts out with a murder and just this gory graphic stuff, I was like, ah, you probably don't understand the concept of pacing so i was actually very skeptical at the very beginning of this movie as much as i really do enjoy the original subject matter and uh, the, the the original movie that this is a prequel of the remake to god that's confusing as hell it's gonna give me a headache uh as much as i like the texas chainsaw massacre franchise the opening of this movie really made me very skeptical and kind of worried that it was going to be poop. That's, that's all I got to say, you know, but, uh, you know, as we watched the movie and as we went through everything, certainly a movie with this kind of I should say Hollywood talent because let's be honest, there's actors and actresses we've actually heard of in this movie. It wasn't made by, you know, Bob Grayson out of his garage in, you know, who cares where Montana, this was an actual Hollywood movie with actual Hollywood people. So certainly there had to have been some good. I mean, We'll start with the positives because I know you guys are going to absolutely rip this movie apart in the down section. But surely there was some good. So, James, I'm calling you out right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. Um... That's not promising.
1: <laughs> He's like,
3: <laughs> I got to figure this out. I'm sweating it was like, <sighs> nah, Well, I don't know, man. So, the, the negatives for me were just so overwhelming. that It was really, like, I don't feel that the positives are even worth mentioning because they're so little. I thought the guy who played Leatherface did an okay job. Like
0: Andrew Barnyarski?
3: Sure. Uh, I mean, Blasphemy. he was brooding and intimidating, and I wouldn't want to be near him, you know. So, <laughs> like, that was okay.
1: But I think he delivered his lines very well. Yeah. Uh. Right.
3: Um. And Jordana Brewster, she's you know she's okay. Like she, Fast and the Furious franchise, and she's a decent actress. I don't know. I don't. I really don't have anything, man. I really did not enjoy this movie at all. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like I. I. Yeah. I played a lot of Clash Royale while watching this movie. (laughs) <laughs>
1: I wanted to. I wanted to so bad.
3: Yeah, dude, it was...
1: It wow. was my triumphant return, though. Wow. I felt I had to pay attention. I don't know, man. I just So, all right, so here's the
3: thing. Here's I, gotta, I know we're going to get to the negatives, and I'm not going to go into any negatives right now because I don't want to get ahead of schedule. But here's... So I went and saw Dunkirk today, this morning, in IMAX, and I just... That was a mistake, I think, because that movie has been with me all day, and so watching this crap after seeing dunkirk it's just i I was just like i wish i was watching dunkirk for the second time (laughs) so listeners out there and jones will back me up on this yep dunkirk is fucking amazing please go see it if you can go see it in imax it is so worth it
1: it's like brushing your teeth after drinking drinking some delicious delicious orange juice no other way around it's or, yeah, yeah, sorry. Brush, your, yeah. Drink, yeah. brush teeth. <laughs> yeah. You're like, like, oh, God, yeah. Yeah.
3: Like, that's, I just, there was nothing that I wanted to enjoy about this movie, man. And I was playing games on my phone and I was thinking about Dunkirk. <laughs> so I'm sorry. I have no positives, man. None. Wow. I wish I, wow. I, wish I was watching the 2003 wow. version instead of this one. Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, you know what, Scott, since you were so vocal in that, what about you? Do you have any ups at
1: all? For uh, this dude, movie? Oh, yeah. oh, of course, of course, I come prepared. Here, this just did. Oh, in. good, good. This just Someone in. who came prepared. <laughs> okay. Breaking, breaking news. Breaking news. <laughs> the positives for this movie. All right, the two girlfriends are smoking hot. Jordana Brewster, <laughs> oh, D. R. Beard, yeah. hot. Okay.
3: Cliché. Using
1: oh, using yeah. a morbidly overweight lady to block to block a door. Okay, that was pretty funny. You're right. <laughs> I, did. I forgot about that. Yep, that was yeah. that was hilarious. Okay, and I got some f- really f- sweet tips on how to use newspaper in first aid, just in case of an accidental chainsaw <laughs> Butcher paper. It was butcher paper, I think. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, it was blank. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, news, yeah which, news, which?
0: Not newsprint, but news. Not which. Paper. I actually have experience using butcher paper. So here's the thing. I actually had yeah, one positive
3: I had one positive written going? down, right? So before I watched the Now video, had, you want to. Go. Well no, 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 no. but here's the thing. I read I, I took it back. Like I actually one-lined it on my paper. But so when I, I was <laughs> 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 So I was I was reading the IMDB page before I even watched it just because I was curious and I couldn't remember which Texas chainsaw we were watching, so I had to look it up to see if my memory got refreshed. And I remember seeing something in the trivia about a Jeep. I was like, oh cool. And then like they flashed it for a second. And I was like, Oh nice. It's a it looks like an old TJ, you know, and it's a soft top and stuff. But then I saw from the side and I was like, nope, that's a fucking Bronco. So I one lined it. They didn't even have a Jeep in the movie and it pissed me off.
0: So, <laughs> 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 so your only positive was a is, is negative. negative.
3: My only that's positive was a bamboozle, dude. Yes. Wow. Wow. <laughs> again spoiler alert. They would have lived if it was a Jeep. I'm just saying. Oh. Yeah.
0: Oh.
2: Like a '94 Jeep,
3: like solid metal (laughs) Jeep. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I've always wanted like an old Bronco because I think they're cool as hell. But yeah, so whoever whoever wrote that comment on IMDb needs to be slapped because that was not a Jeep. (laughs) (laughs) Find out where you live. Yeah, I'm actually. Let me see if I can. Did he use a username? Let's find. Why? Why are why are
1: rednecks so creepy? That's my question. Why are rednecks so creepy, dude? you got the hills have eyes. You know all this stuff. I mean, yeah, I don't. Good, I don't nice come question. from like an in, in, in uppity like uh, you know rich background. I have plenty oh of, oh plenty oh of Mr. Rednecks.
0: San- Mr. Santee, California.
1: Plenty of rednecks. Hey, that, I, that was the hood. That was the hood. <laughs> no, okay, well, plenty of rednecks, redneck. man. Like deep south rednecks in the family. And none you mean of them deep, are deep that-
0: Northern California rednecks.
1: No, dude, Louisiana fam. Oh shit! No, they are that creepy. Uh, no, they're not that creepy. All right. They yeah, they are people. straight that creepy. But they don't eat people, and and they don't wear did- fucking other people's faces.
0: You know, I challenge you to prove that.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> God.
0: Right, right. No, I agree. It's it's the, it's a trope. It's a trope.
1: It is, yeah.
3: yeah. It is. You know.
0: All right. We always so, fear
3: that which we don't understand. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs>
0: and, and rednecks. And <laughs> yeah. For me, that <laughs> I don't
1: understand rednecks. See, but the thing is, you think of.
0: To be honest, that actually ties into one of my ups on the movie. Not necessarily, their, <laughs> no, well, not necessarily their execution, oh, okay. but their attempt.
3: Well, what about because, Jones? You didn't ask Jones about his cool positives.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm getting to that. Oh, I don't okay. want to go with the same order
3: every single time. I just don't want him to be left out, man. Oh, he's
0: going to be left out. I got tons of love for my man Jones. Gross.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's it non-consensual. Yeah,
0: it could be gross. Uh, It it's only gross if you don't bring a towel. What were your positives? (laughs) Well, I was gonna. (laughs) Well, I was gonna say is is. Moving on, on, yeah, is that actually ties into one of my positives? Is they they actually attempted to show the sort of desperation in these small towns because it's easy to forget this movie is supposed to take place in like the sixties. It's supposed to take, yeah, it's supposed to take place like X amount of years ago. I'm not going to math right now. Sorry. Um, and in that time, there, I guess, I'm assuming there were towns that were going under. I don't know. Uh guess the thing. But they tried to show the circumstances that drove this family to take the steps that they did.
1: Like, you notice the... He blamed it on being a POW. That's why he ate people. That's not... Nah, fam. That,
0: what? No, no,
3: no, no, no. I
1: yeah, didn't say they
0: like, did
3: it right. Oh, there's no food in this town. Uh, squeeze yeah. me? They just hit a cow. Like, what are you talking
1: about? <laughs> no, no,
0: no, 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 no. Again, we'll get to the downs eventually. I was saying, a positive is they tried. They made the attempt. They tr- okay. They attempted... They To put a story around all of this. They attempted to give the characters, you know, the four main characters, some sort of personality that you would cling to and latch on to. The intent here was that you understand the desperation that drove the Hewitt family to do what they did. You understand the characters, the, the protagonists, and you feel for them and you're supposed to feel for them when these horrific things happen. They understood that they they were trying to make a movie that wasn't your typical crappy B movie slasher where it's just teens go into the woods and get murdered by someone wearing a mask. And I applaud. I will commend them for at least making the effort. The effort Dude, gets enough man, for me. You're and also, man. I'm just saying I'm a huge horror movie fan, so I look Blindly. at it in the eyes of a horror movie fan. So. Mm, I'm not saying this was a great movie, but at least they tried to do something more than your everyday average crappy B-horror movie slasher. They tried. They tried. Whether they succeeded or not, we'll talk about the downs. Uh, but as for another up, Scott, you mentioned... Wait, I think it was you, Scott. You mentioned Arlie Ermey's eyebrows? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Should have gotten their own own credit? Well,
1: yeah.
0: honestly, I think... Uh. Arlie Ermie's eyebrows are second only to one other Boops. unnamed star of this movie. Jordana Brewster's low-rise pants. Her low-cut jeans. just enough butt crack. Yeah. Because those things were in every other goddamn scene. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, they really wanted to push that she's wearing some really low-cut jeans.
1: That's new they knew we were gonna watch this movie like ten years later, and that was the only thing we could find was this chick's ass. They knew. And so they had to provide I, that.
0: You know, I am mad at that. I'm they cool had to provide that.
1: that. Thank you, Marcus Wait. Nispel. Yes. Yes. <laughs>
0: Thank you. For at least giving us something to look at. Because I am mad at that. Cause Whoever the hell is is that the I dark? think
2: No Jonathan Liebsman. Lebesman. Oh.
1: Oh Bay, yeah, right? I was like, I was yeah, it looked no, it looked Michael, like a Michael Bay was Bay movie. A producer. Yeah, yeah,
3: it was like legit Michael Bay. It's not no. I saw his name on the credit. He didn't direct. Yeah, me. I saw his name. Huh.
0: Yeah, he was a producer, and it was his, it's his production company, Platinum.
3: Platinum. Ah, is it uh, Platinum? Oh, okay, that's what it
1: was.
0: Yeah, so he did have a hand in making this movie. As if looking back on it now, you guys. Couldn't tell. It was apparent, but I really do believe there weren't any
3: explosions, so you know, Well, right. uh, You know,
0: yeah. the, the lens, did the, the telephoto? The no, but they did. The they yeah. did
2: his like three sixty Dutch angle
3: shot where yeah. they go around the hero. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did that. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So I will say I think Jordana Brewster's pants, her jeans, are definitely the all stars of this movie. Because uh, I was not mad at those, and also I wanted to point out. Is you know again as a horror movie fan, as someone who takes horror movies in a com- in a different context as you know you guys do, I don't compare them to normal movies because they're not normal movies. They're stupid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I really feel like <laughs> like Arlie Ermy has carved out a secondary career as like this creepy redneck patriarch. Because this is not the first time he's played that role. In yeah,
2: 2006. Or 2003 exactly, in the first one.
0: Exactly. And I've seen him in a couple other like B-movies where he's kind of basically playing the exact same character. And each time... He also he, played a gay man, he, man
3: in Saving Silverman. Maybe that's a new Yeah, niche. there you
0: go. See? Um, probably, probably more horrific than this movie, to be honest. But Saving, Saving Silverman. Silverman's
2: a classic.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Is that the dude that? Is that with the dude that fucked the pie? No, that's American yeah,
2: Pie. No, I'm good. <laughs> but Jason Biggs uh, is in. Uh, it.
0: But I just I wanted to highlight Arlie Ermy's performance because whether or not you liked the character and you liked the writing and you liked the direction of the movie or not, is Arlie Ermy as an actor really looked 100 percent committed to this role? Like I really believed he was just dumb. And as depraved as he, his character was supposed to be, and well, in a movie that's supposed to be dumb and depraved,
1: that's a highlight. I think you know. I think that was he was he was hit or miss, man. He was hit or miss in the beginning. I liked him, his performance, but then certain lines just came off extremely wooden and right. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I can see that. And and
0: Andrew Bjarnyarski, I have a soft spot the man behind the mask like one of my favorite actors of all time is Kane Hodder the only man to play Jason Voorhees more than once so you know Andrew Bjarnyarski he's a favorite of mine I, I enjoy him I like to see him and, I, and you know what I'm sorry a horror movie fan who likes slashers watches movies to see dumb people get murdered and Lots of dumb people got murdered in this movie. So, I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm totally fine with dumb people getting murdered. Like, I'm just going to throw that out there. But, uh, somehow I have a feeling, uh, Jones, you're probably not going to agree with me in at least one or two of my points.
2: Uh, well, I think Arlie Ermley was the only redeeming factor of this movie, f- for part of it, at least. Um, especially like some of his lines, shit, I just killed the whole fucking sheriff's department. I thought that was funny.
3: Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was good. That was
1: good.
2: All right. And then he had to ruin it by other things, but it, I don't think this, anything he ruined wasn't his fault. And then, the, but it, it kind of goes into a negative and I'm not going to get in my negatives, but the watching him. Yell at um, what oh, was it, Dean, making him do push-ups made me really want to pop in Full Metal Jacket so bad.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, he was his element there, dude. You that think was that was an, an an intentional thing? I you don't think know. they intentionally put that scene in there as a callback Maybe, to no, a better movie? I don't know,
2: but that people would prefer to watch. It, it made me want to watch a different movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know the practical effects. You know, from a slasher standpoint, like they they hit pretty well on the practical effects with the the blood, like he skinned the dude's arm oh, right. at the okay. end, and like oh yeah, like the chainsaw this, this going through right. the stomach, like they they did really, really they did really well with that stuff. Then I had to pause it halfway to go make dinner, and I was making steaks, and then I had to like second guess what we we're eating for dinner. <laughs>
1: but is this filet de arm? Right. I don't know. <laughs>
2: Um, I liked and and I'm I'm really stretching because I never have any likes so I'm trying to I'm stretching here. Uh, I like that they didn't really show his face underneath the mask. That was kind of cool. Um, yeah. Because
0: yeah. because they made that mistake in the Halloween movie.
2: Yeah. Um, I uh, I got nothing else. <laughs>
1: really? Oh wow. <laughs> Wow. I don't like
2: I don't oh like God. I'm with I'm with Scott. I don't like gore and violence. Not because I can't stand it. It's just cuz I I don't care. It's it's a movie and I know that nobody's guts are being ripped out of their stomach. And and I believe in, you know, a suspension of disbelief to a certain point, but these movies I'm like, I know that actor is not dying, so I don't care about this movie anymore.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and, and that actually from an avid horror movie slasher flick fan's point of view is one of the biggest downfalls of this movie is they tried to make you care about the characters by giving the weird Vietnam backstory, Mm. you know, that whole thing with the brothers. Oh, oh, yeah. The weird part came from Korea. (laughs) Yeah, but it just didn't work. And it just felt forced. And so when these characters are getting brutalized, you just didn't care. And that, I think, is the worst thing you can say to a slasher movie that's actually trying to be a good horror movie. A good slasher movie. Is if you don't care about the characters, then as a slasher... Again, because there are two kinds of slashers. There's the slasher that just doesn't care. Uh, You're going to watch this movie while you're drunk to see dumb people get killed and probably some tits. You don't give a shit. This movie was trying to be a good one. Where you cared about the characters and, and the brutality and the violence that you saw enacted upon the protagonists was supposed to be impactful and meaningful because you're like, Oh my God, how can something so brutally violent happen to someone that I have, you know, I'm invested in and they failed so miserably.
2: The, the one last it, thing that I thought was positive. Oh really? Uh, from a, from a filmmaking standpoint, the opening when uh, he finds out that, or they find out that they're going to close the meat packaging plant the uh, the one dude, the boss like tells the other guy to go tell Leatherface that it's it's closing down. And the way they set it up was you know the music starts to build up and there's there's a point where the music crescendos and then it stops and then Leatherface drops the knife and walks away. that's 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 actually you know using the the audience's expectations against them because you were like, yeah, that dude's yeah. gonna die, right? Oh, no, he didn't. okay that that was that's that's good yeah. filmmaking but it fell by the wayside later on. And I think they
0: turn around and and then I think they turn around and take that good, that positive and completely mess it up by just having him, you know, murder the boss in this brutally violent way and like that's how That was fine. It me. was unexpected, but you can't like the two thousand three movie, and again speaks volumes about this movie that we keep talking about other movies. But the two thousand three movie does it opens the opening credits are creepy and foreboding and weird, and they got the dude jump out in the middle of nowhere. But the actual movie just opens up with nothing but a bunch of teens that want to do nothing but go to a Leonard Skinner concert and smoke weed, and it's got like music and. You know, from a filmography standpoint, it's bright, and it's them talking, and they're doing stuff, and they're just cruising down the road, just doing their thing, and then the crazy stuff happens. And it's just like, it's such a stark stark contrast. This movie starts out with that, basically. They give you the little, you know, bait and switch, and then they just turn around and just, it's murders. And then the movie starts, and it's just more murders. And that i think was the is the biggest thing is is their pacing was really bad cuz it started murdery and just kept being murdery and you really didn't care enough about the characters to give a damn if they were being murdered you know um And again, this is coming from the point of view of someone who is a huge horror movie fan. I love the slasher genre. I'm not going to lie. It's twisted and messed up, but I don't care. I really enjoy the slasher genre. And this, to be honest, just was not a very good entrance into that genre. Even though it had all the points that it should have had. It had the budget. It had talent. Because... The people that were in it, that were acting, it weren't crappy actors, so you couldn't blame them on anything. It just, I don't know. It tried, it made an attempt, but I think it just failed on so many levels. Uh, Scott, what do you think? You know how 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 did this movie disappoint you?
1: Um, a couple of a couple of things were super glaring to me in the very beginning. Uh, right when it first started, and and we started getting into like the the thick of it. I noticed that they were using the Call of Duty earth tone filter on the entire <laughs> thing. So everything was like brown and I I don't I don't like that in video games, I don't like that in movies. Like it just don't do that. Don't do that. Um The other really, really bad thing was I don't know for it might have just been my setup at home, but when I was watching it the noise difference the sound levels were so different between like the the jump scare like um you know crescendos of music and the dialogue i had to turn it up really really loud just to hear the people talk mm-hmm. and right. then when like like when the uncle comes over to take a piss and he puts his foot down and all he does, just put his foot down and take a piss in front of this girl my cats all ran upstairs and I was like, "Oh man, this is <laughs> this is this is bad." I mean, I've,
0: I've actually heard that that's a, a heard. I don't know. I couldn't tell you, um, but I've I've heard that's a that's a Netflix thing. Like it's maybe, just the way know, they do but, their thing. But I don't know. But either was, way, who gives a crap? It was, far
1: more, apparent, it was far more apparent. It's far more apparent in this movie for me. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I mean, just like I stated before, the gore stuff—I—I—I did not like it. So I was—I was forced to watch this through the whole thing. It was not, um, not enjoyable to me. And let's see. Other than that, man, it—it it was just a lot of a lot of like. I know, James, you mentioned this kind of stuff earlier. Is either before the podcast or during the beginning, but, um, they had like this kind of like WWE first-person shooter. Like Healy fast kind of thing going on because the, the the brother Dean gets like literally gets beat to crap with a baton mm-hmm. like back broken, you know he gets a bear trap around his ankle. I could have sworn he got hit in the back of the head a couple times too. Yeah, out, he was knocked out. Um, no, he should have been. He dead. would have been. He was messed up. Yeah, he was messed up. And he gets up and runs. He gets up and runs and gets hit by a bear trap sitting out not having any water none of that stuff sitting out like all day in the freaking sun and then comes back into the house or they drag him into the house and he's passed out on the on the table everybody thinks he's dead and then he wakes up to like beat up the sh- uh, sheriff Hoyt like no nah dude uh, you know that kind of stuff really takes me out of it it really really takes me out of it and it's I, mean, I know it's it's probably nitpicky but it's, it's little things like that when I'm watching a movie that regardless of like kind of the overarching ideas or what they're trying to do, if they don't get like the little everyday things right, I'm done. I'm done. It, I don't know. I, I, I dislike this movie fiercely. <laughs> well but that's that's fiercely.
2: That's what a suspension of disbelief is like you allow yourself to you sitting down and watching a movie, you know you're looking at a screen, you know you're not watching something real. And then, so that's where that phrase, it takes me out of the movie comes from because we we're like, all right, I understand that this guy is not actually running out murdering people. It's just a couple of people pretending, but then you, you say that it's not a big deal, but nip, you, you mentioned it to me like a couple episodes ago. It is a big deal. Nitpicking is a big deal because if it sticks out to you in any way, then it takes you out and then that, that it ruins that been, for you.
1: Yeah. It could have been done better. Which is again a recurring theme for this, because we keep getting these ass movies. So, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> so,
0: so Jones, on that note, what have you got to say about the the down points of this movie? The
2: whole time I'm thinking, I don't care, like throughout the <laughs> throughout the entire movie, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. But. I am dedicated to this project, like I said last week. So I'm gonna watch the entire thing and take notes, whether or not I want to watch it. But I just didn't care. I didn't care about the actor. I didn't care about the characters. I knew they were gonna die because this is a prequel to something where all of the people in that house survived. So the only way that's possible is somebody gets away or they die, and they're in the middle of nowhere, Texas. So everybody's gonna die. So I'm like, all right, cool. She's sitting in this car at the end. Spoilers. Well, I guess it's a spoiler thing. She's sitting in the end. At, in her car and pop-up, supposed to be a jump scare, wasn't a jump scare. Uh, Leatherface, you know, stabs her with the chainsaw through the seat, end of movie. And all of the jump... Wasn't that absolutely ridiculous? Yeah, all that, any other single jump scare in the movie...
0: No, he that one uh, alone, well, a- among others, because he was never subtle, he was never creepy and stalky and quiet. Yeah. Just at that moment he randomly decides he's just going to hang out in the back of this car and be all creepy. My biggest biggest disappointment with that
2: was that earlier in the movie they played with our expectations and they tricked us. But at the end of the movie you don't see the back seat. The music completely cuts off. You know he's in the back seat. And then there he is. So the jump scare doesn't work. That's how the rest of the movie worked. It was like Oh, someone's gonna pop up, right? Oh, there they are. Like nothing, nothing worked for me as far as jump scares in horror filming yeah. Horror films and slasher films—that's their thing—is to get you to at least jump. And it didn't do it.
1: That's funny you, you mentioned that, man. My wife, um, she was watching it. She doesn't like these kinds of movies at all, and she hid her face when the music got quiet, and she would look at me and go. Something's about to happen. Ah, see, I told you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and so it was completely obvious. Yeah. It was really bad. It was really, really yeah. bad. You're right. They, they totally didn't... telegraphed that.
2: Yeah, but in in, those in along those same lines, they were going for creepy with, you know, the, the mama singing lullabies. Yeah. And it was just like, uh, I don't know. I should have tallied the amount of time checks.
0: Like, it, it was too erratic. You you try to be creepy and suspenseful with the mama and the family, you know, vibe and everything. Then you just have a big dude running around stabbing people with a chainsaw. And that's okay. And doesn't and then really work. To my
2: next point, this is a movie about Leatherface, and the whole movie was about everybody
3: else but him. Yes, right. God, right. that bothered me so much, dude. It's like all right, he's your right. moneymaker. He's Jones, the reason.
0: You, you got any more? I've got okay. so
2: many Go ahead, more, but. Like I'm taking <laughs> no, everybody's no, no. points Go ahead <laughs> But He's go the money maker for the franchise And you know, I understand yeah. Arlie Ermley was like A surprise in 2003 Nobody expected him to do so well So they bring him back And And I read an interview The producer wanted Or the, the team wanted to figure out How they could make the most money off of a sequel This is actually a sequel to the 2003 one They decided to go back and tell the origin story of the family And why, why not just call it something else? Why Why make it take, I mean, because nobody would see it. But um, they made their money back opening weekend, by the way. But, yeah, I've got so many. I mean, the jump scares, they hit a cow in the middle of nowhere. I laughed so hard when they hit the cow.
1: <laughs> you know, that's funny. I didn't really realize that until you just said that. And, and you're right. There was absolutely no, There wasn't even farm fields. There was nothing. Yeah.
2: It, it, they had to hit something, so they, they hit a they, cow.
1: They may have been near the slaughterhouse that had been
0: completely shut down and wasn't being used anymore. So why there would be cows, I don't know. But yeah,
2: the the attractive yeah. couples cliche, the. Uh, oh, just, I'll never leave you. <laughs>
0: yeah, and, and you're gonna die. The boob, the so, boobs so, bouncing around so like, like to none of this. We're a little bit of an extra bit because I have a question that I will present to everybody after we're kind of done. When James has still got the, his the typical stuff but uh but i've been saving james for last on the downs on purpose Uh because i can almost i can sense you just chomping at the bit i can sense you just standing on the apron waiting waiting for that tag to jump in and start hopefully you have down yeah, I hope you have something <laughs> I've only got
3: one thing, and uh, I, well, just I just didn't just... like the music. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> <Next>. so... <laughs> Way to
0: switch so, it up. <laughs> so, hot tag on you, James. It's all you, man. What do you got to say negative
3: about this movie, man? What didn't you like? Um, A, a lot of things, man. But uh, So, yeah, Jones and Scott definitely touched on a few, and that was one of my bigger ones was Leatherface isn't even the, the the fucking bad guy in this one, and that really upset me. Um, earlier, I said that like the actor did a good job of being, you know, like foreboding and intimidating. The actor did, but the the filmmaker themselves didn't do a good job of utilizing him as. This that's the problem is, I'm still stuck on the 2003 one, man, and he was scary in that one. When he was on screen, oh, yes. it, he was intimidating, and it was like he he brought the sense of fear. And anxiety as I was watching it. This is just how I remember you, it. Not so much were in this genuinely one. Genuinely frightened. Yeah, I was concerned for the characters, man. That's the oh, film that's filmmaker, like, man.
0: Say, was it the same actor? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Same Andrew Barnyarski. Oh.
3: Yeah, I, I don't. I feel like they were counting on the, the gore and the creepiness, and it felt just kind of cheap and lazy, honestly. Instead of yes letting Leatherface carry the intimidation, they let the gore and the creepiness make you just kind of uncomfortable which is just lame in my opinion uh of course you know i'm with scott i nitpick nitpick on some stuff uh if you do a rollover accident in a soft top vehicle you're done sorry i've seen it the bodies are usually decapitated or your brain's mushed you're not living through that especially at that high of speed in a top heavy vehicle no you're not just gonna like walk away and be fine hitting a thousand pound animal ejected yeah, like no oh, man, right, right, no right. man. Like At you are that. done. Like so that that bothered me. But <laughs> hey, whatever. Hero bubble, right? We've talked about that multiple times. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here, so here, you know, we have two brothers or friends or brothers, br- friends. I can't remember. No, they're brothers. They're, they're brothers. they're brothers, right? They're related. So one's been to Vietnam, and he's coming back to reenlist to cover for his younger brother, so he doesn't get drafted or something like that, right?
2: No, no, they're no. both going. He.
3: He's going going. back.
0: He's going back to Vietnam so he can look after his younger brother. And
3: and Dean is burning his draft card. Yeah, I saw the draft card, and I just assumed that his brother was reenlisting so that his younger brother didn't have to be drafted. Maybe so he He didn't have to be alone. It wasn't clear his younger brother was drafted. Yeah, so that's that's bad. I should explained that more. But um, he did.
0: He did. He straight up said, "He's like, why would you want to go back to that?" He's like, "I'm going back because of you. Yeah, because you're going."
3: That's why I'm going I don't think he said because you're going I just I'm going back for you in terms of so you don't have to but anyway that's neither here nor there uh, the issue I had with it is you're a war veteran you're probably infantry you're in decent shape you're young you're gonna let this old man tie you up sorry bro like you're legit pissed off worried about your life you're not you're not gonna gamble your or bargain your way out of this so how in the fuck did you let this guy tie you up? I don't get it. And, I really don't get it. And he just watched him shoot
2: a girl in the head so he knows what this yeah. guy's up to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally yeah. agree with you, man.
3: And he's like, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna kill you. I'm going to cut your head off and blah, blah, blah. Do and it. when he has his chance, when he has his chance and he's armed with a knife and he's within that 21-foot magic zone, right? I don't know if any of you gunfighters know this, but 21 feet, if there's a blade involved, you're going to get stabbed before you get a shot off. That's just the way it works. Uh, he stands there and lets him put the shock into his head. He's like, kill me, kill me. I have PTSD or I want to die because of something. I don't understand what he was going for there. And it was a terrible, terrible tactic because, like, he was was stalling. He was letting Dean run away. Maybe, maybe. I think they were trying to go for the PTSD thing, and they just didn't do any research on PTSD because that's just, like, yeah. Sorry. It was just poorly executed, in my opinion. You, he could have just totally cut Arlie Ermey's throat right then and there and just whatever. So nitpicking, of course, for sure. I'm getting off on a tangent. And then there's way more stuff that I want to talk about. So don't let yourself get chained up, period. Just don't do that. And I thought they were trying to be creepy just because they wanted to be creepy. They had no real context for it. They like The family wasn't even really on board with what Arlie Ermey was trying to do at first. They just kind of felt pressured, I guess,
1: is the way to put it. Yeah, the the uncle, he go, what do you say? Oh, I don't, I don't mess. I with don't get involved place. in his business. Yeah. yeah, and so like
3: the mom so, singing songs to the girl that's tied up under the table, and it's just I don't know. It just seems so inconsistent, man. Like, cause she was mad at him for even getting them in the first place, and now she's singing lullabies and like creeping around. I just it it just didn't make sense to me. Whatsoever. And I think
0: I think she was the, the mom was the one who's told I think it was Arlie Army to end her suffering or something like that. She was like, put her Maybe. out of her misery or something like that and he slit her throat. Yeah. At the A dinner table. Longer, like yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh she was the one yeah, the mom was the one who was like, Yeah, just 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 end it. Just just be done with
1: but it. She kept say she so, kept saying stuff like, I, I can't believe why'd you do this? Why'd you do this? You know, they're they're gonna find us mm-hmm. now and nothing exactly it's just so like, yeah they never had an argument you know no of that they stuff. tried yeah they,
3: they, they didn't tried. really so that's actually my next biggest point besides leatherface not being the main uh antagonist is they try and build up this relationship slash character development between um jordana brewster and her boyfriend right like they're talking about marriage and how many kids what are their names and that just felt extremely lazy because if you think back to the two thousand three one, I feel like they're a copy and pasting. The two thousand three one, yeah. uh Jessica Beale's like, When are you gonna make an honest woman out of me? When are you gonna put a ring on this finger? Mm. And he's like, Oh, you know, someday soon and this and that and like that was it. It was just a tiny little like two sentence conversation, but they set it up because the payoff oh. is when Leatherface hoists the boyfriend up after he's killed him or knocked him out or whatever, this engagement ring falls out of his pocket. But they also set that up on
0: top of that little blurb. They also set that up by the whole reason they went down to Mexico, spoiler alert, was to get a bunch of weed so they could sell it right. so he could afford to do all that. Right. That so, was like his main motivation. That made a character out of him. That yeah. made someone you cared so, about. M-
3: my point is this, this, this so one, this one on. was super lazy. The first one was very well done, and I feel like they are just trying to kind of – Oh, It worked the first time, so let's do it. But uh, we use all of our tricks on the first one, so now we're just gonna, hey, you want to get married? Yeah, how many kids you want? Cool, all right, next. And then, as he's lying there dying, you're gonna have the same conversation. And she was like using the dumbest thing you could use to try and pry nails out. I don't know, <laughs> he's just like chained, there were the so thing. many <laughs> tools in that
2: room, <laughs> so many tools. yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: She had like Looks. a box cutter,
1: like a box cutter, like wedged. It's under like, it like a file. Like she didn't even have the blade out. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. So it bothered me that they, I, I just felt like they were trying to cash in on their first success. Yeah, they were. And that didn't, cause I remember sitting there and when that engagement ring fell out of the dude's pocket into the tub and Leatherface like picks it up and then just chucks it. Like my heart broke dude. Cause mm-hmm. I was like, damn He really was going to propose her, and he really was was, thinking about their future.
0: Because that was such a real,
3: visceral scene. Yeah, and this one... That was set up. This one, not so much. It was so lazy and phoned in and just terrible. And that brings me on to my next point, is prequels, aside from Star Wars, well, Rogue One was really good, but... Not Episode One, Rogue One. But anyway, prequels are stupid. Um. Yup. I was. I had well, just like Jones was saying. I didn't care what was gonna happen. I was bored out of my mind because I was like, well, the next one takes place like the two thousand three one takes well, place like right after this. So I know they're all gonna die. I know no one in the family even gets any kind of issues other than the dude gets his legs chopped off.
0: I was. I was about to mention. Did you like how they forced that scene in? No. Yeah, it was oh, stupid. So stupid. This guy's missing his legs in the 2003 movie, yeah. so we got to show how he loses them in this like, movie. What'd you do that for? Balance.
3: Yeah. He got yeah. shot in
0: the leg, so you're going to cut it off?
3: Yeah, and he's going to bleed out in like 10 seconds, dude. Double no. full. Yeah, that, that, that guy's that dude's done, dick. Like, I am that dude's so like, butcher, paper butcher paper works just, just like a tourniquet. <laughs> double, amp-
0: double amputee <laughs> above the knee with a chainsaw? After you've already been bleeding out because you have a gunshot wound mm-hmm. in your leg, yeah. you're
3: done, dude. Yeah, all you gotta do is wrap paper around it. It's good. Yeah, okay. of course. Yeah. 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 Hey, I'm gonna go back and tell Navy Medicine, hey, yeah. butcher paper. You're wasting money on all butcher paper first aid. <laughs> yeah, I learned it. So yeah, but exactly. here's the thing. So, I, I, I thought that felt so forced. That yeah, was terrible. It was so it was bad. bad. It, was it was a bad awful. call. So prequels are dumb, right? Because we know what's gonna happen. It's super predictable. Yep. I have no interest in the characters. Mm-hmm. When she got into the car and got away, my brain goes, I even said this to my wife, I was like, oh, maybe she does get away, hence why the cops are in the beginning of the 2003 one exploring the house, right? That's what I was thinking. I was like, that's a good setup. I was actually really pleased. Nope, Leatherface sits up in the back seat and kills her with a chainsaw. And then she takes out the only other law enforcement agent that's there.
0: (laughs) Yeah, totally random. See, and, and actually from a down point because horror slasher movies do this all the time and it's it's actually a point of annoyance for slasher movie fans you know people that like shitty movies like me when you introduce a character and you know from the beginning that character is in this movie just to up the body count yeah and they did it with the biker and they did it with the cop at the end of the movie
3: yeah, it was, it, it was stupid, man. It,
0: it, they were literally there just, to, just so this movie could say they had X dead bodies and kills. And yeah. that's not really... A, that's not a good storytelling technique at all. Nah, and, and so... They're not
2: going for a good story, man. <laughs>
3: yeah, they're going they're for They're going lore. for more
2: money. Yeah. Well, no, but yeah, the thing
0: money. is, they, they tried to tell the story. And that's their mm. biggest failing, is they tried and really... Missed the mark, but so that
3: hard. that final scene just bothers me on so many levels, man. Because that is so inconsistent with what yeah, Leatherface is, though? dude. Leatherface literally know. was so hell bent on killing somebody that he sawed his own legs off because wow. he ran across a highway and got hit by yeah. a vehicle. You know what I mean? Like he's not yeah. gonna be all and what he's how did he even get sneaky. in the car to begin with? Like, Yeah. <laughs> yeah and he was like, injured. Oh. He had
2: been stabbed a couple times, so he's not running quick.
3: <laughs> and she literally or- runs up onto the back seat. It looks at the window and then like strafes it's left it's to in. get in the, in the to get in. So she would have it's seen a a big two hundred and sixty pound psychopathic killer, seven like seven with a maniac with a chainsaw. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, always, I have the same gripe
2: about that ending. Like, I had the same gripe about the ending, and I feel like if they had played like nice, like oh my God, she made it, music mm-hmm. over the top, we wouldn't have seen that coming. Mm-hmm. And. I I don't have a yeah, problem with right. killing all the ba- all right. all the protagonists. Just like you mentioned
1: before, That's... it got quiet, and like oh. She's
3: yeah, done. yeah. Because you, yeah, you telegraphed just, it. Like I said, I, I I initially thought that they were doing a really good setup to segue into the two thousand three one, and I was actually quite pleased. But then as soon as the music died out and he sits up, I was like, well, you guys went and screwed this one up. Like I just threw my hands up and I was just utterly disappointed.
1: <sighs> Last so, at so, redemption. Failed. Yeah, legit,
3: man.
0: There is one Shakespearean quote that I have that, from the very beginning, I felt perfectly defined this movie. It's it's from Macbeth. It's told by an idiot, full of sound and fury, signifying nothing. And I think that's perfect because this movie had a lot of noise and a lot of sound and a lot of things happening and blood and this and that. But at the end of the day, it doesn't really mean anything. Yeah,
1: I actually like that, man. That is that is very appropriate, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Very appropriate. But as a bit of an extra, because this movie really struck me. and Because as I, as I said, one of the thing. Themes that I had, uh, I feel like a broken record at this point in saying that they attempted to make the characters likable and believable, and and well, they give should them attempt to some th- not make movies anymore. I agree. I agree. I agree. I will totally agree. But on a on another note, I just I wanted to ask because um, you know, obviously. Anyone who pays attention to the Seven Nerdly Sins crew knows that we're, we have a strong military background represented here. What do you feel? uh, What do you think? What's your opinion from a pop culture standpoint about using military backstory? For example, like they did in this movie with the I was in Vietnam. I'm going to Vietnam. I'm going to go with you. And that's supposed to be the main development arc of a character. What do you feel about movies that use that as a ploy? Uh, you know, Jones, I'm going to start with you. What do you, what do you think about that?
2: As long as it tries to get you to understand something about their experience. So like what um, Forrest Gump did um, with uh, Lieutenant Dan. I feel like the uh, that's the only reason I think you should ever involve somebody's war experience uh, or or any sort of traumatic experience really is if it ex- if it if that's a theme in your movie is to explain what somebody has to go through once they've experienced this.
1: Mm-hmm. Right.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: And, you know, my biggest thing is because, again, and I've, I've said it a, a dozen times, but horror movies and slash movies in general are always trying to employ these cheap gimmicks to make a character seem more than they really are. And it's like you have this crappy generic character, but oh, he's a war vet, so that makes him different. And you're supposed to care when he gets his intestines ripped out by the dude wearing a sheet well- mask. You know? In this movie? Um, in this
2: movie, they actually I mean, I don't want to call it a positive, but but they did tie in a draft dodger with somebody who served in Korea, Mm-mm. and the the guy who served in Korea was like, You are un American for trying to mm. So it did it did serve some purpose to the story right, right, right. somewhat. Right. But.
0: Well I, I was really talking like in general. Overarching like thoughts. On, on that whole thing
2: if it serves a purpose to tell the story to the narrative that's right, the only reason right, 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 it right. should be
0: in there and um and you yeah. know and like i said you know it, it, it this is a gimmick that's actually pretty common in slasher movies is because i think a lot of the people that aren't really good at writing scripts think that if you make someone a war vet that's that, that makes them instantly a relatable character, and that's not the case, because I don't think they understand that, you know, veterans are just people. They're people. Um, So I really kind of don't like it as explicitly a... a, a as a means to just, say, to tack on to a character, like a wart, or some crap like that. It was just like, ah, this character happened to be a war vet, okay, well... Are you gonna do anything with that? No, nope, they were a war vet. That's that's their character arc. Like them, like them, and you're like, no, shut up, you're stupid. James, what do you think? Sorry, lend some clarity to this.
3: So, I agree what's the deal I, with this? I agree with Jones. Like, it's got to be used as a story, like a storytelling arc or an enhancement to an arc. So, Hacksaw Ridge, right? The dude's a. Uh, what is it? Conscientious? Not conscientious objective. Yeah, whatever. So, uh, But his dad, right? World War One vet. Doesn't want him to join. And he's like, that enhances the story because he's like, I have to go do something. And right. it, it makes sense. Like, you you you, you feel for his dad because his dad's an alcoholic, which, you know, at the time, shell shock. Nowadays, PTSD. And, you know, probably saw some terrible, ho- horrific stuff, man. And he did not want his sons to go through that. Uh, so that was good use of it, this movie, no, this was not a good use of it, in my opinion, I was a little more interested in, like, the Korean War aspect, you know, like, you either survived, or you didn't, kind of thing, Um, but they try to make it all creepy, like you said, Forrest Gump, using it as another storytelling arc, and stuff, Um, but, I don't know, man, I feel like, if you're, if, I highly doubt any kind of resemblance of any filmmakers listen to this podcast except for maybe jones um but if you're (laughs) gonna use yeah one one day and if you're gonna use military please please do some research and
1: Mm, yes that's what i was gonna say
3: be be respectful like like that the whole thing with maybe he was trying to buy time but the whole thing with the the brother and the and the wanting to die and I don't know, man. Like, I feel, especially the Vietnam era, I don't think Son of Sam did them any favors with Tom Cruise and the VA thing. But all they're doing is building stigma at this point, I feel like. Um, Absolutely. Military people aren't crazy. People who have been to war and been back aren't crazy. You know, they, they might have some issues, but that's just showing what, like, that they're human. Like the only people that come back from war without having any kind of impact on them are machines. That's it. Like, but but you know, police officers have issues as well. Exactly. So firefighters, e- EMS workers.
0: So do firefighters. Like, you know,
3: I mean, it's, do your it's research on these jobs no, that are no, service. No different than any other job that's high risk and high stress. Yeah, but it's not even. It's just that the the fact of service, like self selfless service. It's these are yeah. thankful posi- thankless positions and jobs, and they're stressful, and the op tempo is crazy, and you create relationships with people that you never would have thought you had made. Some people get closer with their freaking squad mates than they do their spouse, and it's it's nuts to put that, and you can't put that into a movie unless you do your research. You can't just right. tell, like, oh, yeah, we, we, we were good buddies back in the war. Like You can't just say that. You, ha- you have to convey that properly, right. and not many storytellers do it very well.
0: And, and in the context of this movie, I feel you kind of almost touched on it. It was a tell they didn't show. It, yeah. They didn't show the impact that Vietnam had on this character and the reason mm-hmm. why he was going back. That was muddled and weird. They told you. They told you. Hey, he's in Vietnam and his brother's going and blah, 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 blah. They, they didn't let that happen organically. So lastly, you know, I want to hear from you, Scott. You know, I want to hear, you know, your opinions on, I guess you could say just military service as a storytelling tool, not an army movie, but just in the context of like the movie we just saw and, you know, other movies where military service isn't the focal point, but it's an addition.
1: It's an add on
0: to a character or an arc. So,
1: generally speaking, I, I'm, I'm going to have to agree with, with what James said. About. Can I do a
3: real quick disclaimer, Scott? Yeah, yeah, just go real for it. fast. I'm sorry. So, just, just for, for the listeners sorry. out there, Scott is the only one of us that's a warfighter. He's been there, done that. We've right. been in support roles. I might be going Correct. to an infantry unit next year, so I might have my time. Yeah. But uh, for the listeners out there, Scott's the guy right now. That That's actually kind
0: of why I had waited until last. To, you, might be, you, Scott. you might be disappointed, but, uh, man. I
1: don't really have anything profound to say. That very <laughs> profound anyway.
0: Well, <laughs> no, actually, you not having anything to say speaks volumes about the whole I, well, scenario. So,
1: let me get started then. It's it's not a matter of you know, military so I don't think military service should be treated uh differently than anything else, right? Right. If you want to tell a story in a in a film about a cashier at McDonald's, go to McDonald's. See how they work. See what they do. Um, you should sh- you should approach any sort of like military background in any of your characters in 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 any sort of entertainment media with the same outlook. You know, a lot of these films. You know, you could you could debunk what they're saying or what they're trying to say or how they're approaching military service by googling something and reading for 10 minutes and going oh wait a minute that's so that's not really, really what it what it, what it's about you know hold on but they don't do that It's like I don't know man if you it, it's g- general storytelling you know principles right if you're gonna tell a story make sure it's accurate right don't have uh, uh, don't have this huge giant six foot five 300 pound guy hiding in the back of a car because it's not gonna work. With a with a chainsaw, you know it's not going to work. I wonder how he started that chainsaw, by the way, without her hearing it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And on the with, first try, it, it took seventeen. Movie, cr- it, it, yeah. It, it took seventeen cranks to get that thing started
0: every other time that he upped I it just, in the movie. Yeah, I just had that,
1: instantly. I just had that epiphany, and then I also had the other the other question that I have you got uh, that you guys might be able to help me with is what happened to the fat tea lady? Did she, did they ever show her like running away yeah. from the house or? I think, I think she died. No, I think she's like one of the ants,
0: isn't she? Cause she she died. Wasn't so she like she
2: was pushed into that doorknob and I think they implied that she died cuz she just like fell asleep.
0: No, I I think she was one of the Wasn't she one of the ones that was in the 2003 yeah, movie? She was yeah, in the trailer park or the yeah, trailer. Yeah, that's what I think. The in the trailer. Yeah, 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 yeah That was
3: like yeah. actually takes in Jessica Biel and th- gives yeah. her like a false sense of shelter. Uh uh uh-huh. Yeah.
0: Okay. Anyway, okay. questions. I, right. I just had Perfect. those questions.
1: But yeah, that's what I feel about military service and okay. movies and okay. films and whatever else. Well,
0: you know, I just I just wanted to you know, ask. It was just kind of something that I felt warranted discussion, especially given the panel that we're dealing with. So, you know, thank you for humoring me. So, from the point that we announced this movie last week, all the way up until... The end credits rolled finally for some of you uh, when this movie ended. Did any of your opinions change during your final or during or from your initial impressions? Did it, did anything change from the moment you you knew we were going to do this to to the end? Did it meet your expectations? Did it not? You know, how did you feel about it once it was over? And what are your final thoughts? Is this a buy? A rent? What would you recommend this for other people? You know, Scott, we're going to start with you. How did you feel when this movie ended?
1: I, I've com- completely just reaffirmed the, the fact that I hate these kinds of movies. i burned this movie instantly. It's,
3: uh, yeah, nothing, I, there's nothing like else to
1: it. No, I'm going to try to watch the 2003 one though. I I might need to, a reminder. Um, mm-hmm. that one, from what you guys have been saying, seems well, like might possibly kind of crack open these sort of movies for me well I have it on DVD
0: Um, I'm going to bring my laptop and I'm going to bring it with me when I head out to uh, the east coast the end of the month
1: oh okay that'll be cool then
0: so we can after one night we can
1: drunkenly sit and watch it I will save my 2003 version bouginity of this movie for you
0: hells yeah so James how about you From start to finish,
3: where did this movie end up for you on the 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 scale? It's an overwhelming disappointment, man. It really is. I I just want the two thousand like I want a slasher film and the two thousand three version almost did it. And I can't think of too many other films that have hit it, but so for a movie to be good for me, I have to be able to relate or be able to empathize or put myself in that situation. I feel like that's a lot that's the same for a lot of people, right? so dunkirk for example the ship sinking i'm in the navy i've done training like that that is scary as fuck dude so like though i was tense i had anxiety my body was like i was actually sore and tight when i left the movie because i got anxiety watching the ship go down and these people struggle to get out like that's relatable to me for a slasher film to be relatable to me the dude better be one Big, bad, intimidating mofo that there's just no way to escape or fight or anything, you know. Because if I'm gonna put myself in that situation, for instance, the two brothers with sheriff, you know, Arlie Ermy, that guy is an old man that's like the end of his days. I'm a young, tough GI that just got back from Vietnam. You best believe I'm gonna pound your skull into the ground, like. <laughs>
0: and and one thing that was never mentioned. And he tried to. Yeah. Arlie Ermy, Arlie. Well, his character, Hoyt, Sheriff Hoyt.
1: Yeah. It's not even his name.
0: Not, he stole it. Yeah. He, he, didn't, anyway. he didn't even get backwoods, redneck, 1950s sheriff training. He got nothing. Yeah.
3: Well, I mean, the guy was a Korean War veteran, though, still. And if he was at the Chosen Reservoir, oh, yeah, he's, a, right. he's a bad mofo. But still. See,
0: okay, but but that that's a mark of a bad movie. I
3: completely spaced that he was a war vet. Yeah, but so the thing is, he's old, though. Like, you know, there that's comes true, a point yeah. in time where, like yeah, adult males don't hit their prime until like their mid-30s, like athletic prime kind of thing, you know? Because just look at all the champions in the UFC aside from Jon Jones. They're all like 30 or older, you know? That's just the way physicality works. But that guy, he's past it. You're going to utterly destroy that dude in a fist fight. That's just the way it's going to work. And if it's It's life or death, you best believe I'm like ripping your throat out and something Mm -hmm. like I'm going to go primal on you. So, yeah, ripping nutsacks like
1: a kid. Practically my friend.
3: <laughs> that's what I'm saying, yeah. man. I want a slasher film that's going to make me feel scared other than just like, nope, you're an idiot. Nope, you're an idiot. You're retarded. Why are you doing that? You shouldn't do that. I want something that's going to make me feel tense, give me anxiety, and make me genuinely worry about the characters involved. That's why I don't like this genre because nothing has hit that bar for me.
0: Yeah. See, and I can actually totally 100% agree with you. So, you know, for me...
3: So I banished there, this film to answer the, the ultimate question. Oh, I, I get, get rid up? of this thing. It should have never been wow. made.
0: Wow. 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 wow.
3: Wow! I really didn't that's need really a whole harsh. movie to tell me that Uncle Mort got his freaking legs cut off. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, I didn't need that. Yeah, I get that. I get that. But but that that's the thing. And
0: that's, that's kind of the weird, strange thing about the slasher movie genre, is there really are two distinct classifications of entrance into this you know, film genre. There are the ones that are just mindless violence. are You're just, I'm just going to watch a bunch of kids go out in the middle of the woods to some camp and they're going to do drugs and have premarital sex. And then someone's going to come along and murder them. And there's probably going to be lots of blood tits and ass flailing everywhere. Then you have your movies that actually attempt to make a story about it. And, and this movie has the direction of a crappy B-movie that's just about violence and brutality. But it makes like it wants to be one of the more cerebral, intelligent, interesting ones. Uh, and, and that, I think, is where it it falters as a slasher. Is because it, it doesn't really pick what it's going to be. Is it going to be this cartoon... Was just violence and, and whatever, or is it going to be this more cerebral sort of look uh, at violence? And so, you know, as I mentioned before, I was really excited to see this movie. And I'll have to actually mirror you, James. I was utterly disappointed when this movie ended. Like, it was just really disappointing. It was like, I'm not mad. It wasn't a bad slasher movie. I'm just disappointed. If that makes sense.
3: Yeah, no, I told I, yeah. Me too, man. It, yeah. I felt gypped.
0: Especially since I've I, I realized, you know, now looking at it, it was coming on the heels of the 2003. I didn't realize this movie had been made that long ago. Oh, my God.
3: Oh. You alive over there, Jones?
0: <laughs> All right. Well, and now, it's what that was. Jones, it's your turn. Start to yeah. finish your opinions of go. this movie. How did they change? How did they shift? And, you know, what's your ultimate version? Which, by the way, I would actually classify this movie as, a you know, rent it. Watch it. See some Jordana Brewster upper butt crack and <laughs> some pretty violent kills if you're into that kind of a thing. And then just eh, discard it and go on with your day. Uh, so, Jones, how about you, man? What did What did you think? As you were watching this movie, and then as it was drawn to a close,
2: no, nah, I, I, I th- honestly thought this was the two thousand three version, <laughs> the, and and when I watched it, I was like, oh, okay, I haven't seen this one, and I was immediately disappointed within like I don't know ten minutes, and I'm so tired of these like cash grabs. It's like, like I love I love what we do, but these movies are a waste of time. Like they they suck so bad. And the whole time I'm just thinking about, you know, that everybody just wants money and, and studios don't even care about making good movies anymore. And yeah, say man. it. what happened to the days Get of, of storytelling? Yeah. And, and that's what the original, that's why original horror films worked so well. It's because it wasn't about the gore and whatever it was about. You, you, you were scared that this character that you grew to love is going to die right. and you don't feel that in these movies. And, just leave it alone. Make something new or invent some new way of telling a horror story. But stop remaking things and stop putting things out there just to make a quick couple million. It's just it makes it it's bad for the movie theaters. That's 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 what's happening with the cinemas and stuff. But
0: Preach on,
1: Sister.
2: Banish this shit. <laughs> oh
1: wow. Wow. <laughs> I like that tactical pause there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. So this just made me think. When I went
3: on my rant about how no slasher film has like genuinely made me uh, relate or anxious or anything like that, there's one, and I don't even really qual- it as a slasher film, more just like a a, a thriller slash uh, bad guy movie. Um, Silence Yeah. Uh, no. Funny <laughs> Games. Funny Games with Naomi Watts. It's a home invasion movie and it was very well done and it's just completely unsettling and there's hardly any violence in it and it's just, you can put yourself in their situation and man, it sucks.
2: The Strangers. Strangers was decent this?
3: Or Your Next. Just, the, the, your Next was okay as well.
2: I laughed the entire movie of Your Next, but The Strangers was good because you had no idea that first of all, that was mostly based on a true story and secondly, that's terrifying. Like, they just come in and stab people, and then they leave. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of the movie. Yeah.
0: That that well, works. It's it's violence contrasting the story. Not violence yeah, yeah. as the
3: v- Not violence first. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. What do we got next, man?
0: All right, man. You guys are going to love this uh, because... God damn it. Uh,
1: <laughs> I hate it when you say that.
0: It's not a horror.
1: Okay. Finally,
0: <laughs> hallelujah, it's not a horror, and... Everybody, I am so excited because, Damn it. if I'm not mistaken, I'm we are breaking a culture-lust cherry. We are getting our first Nick Cage movie. Okay. So, as, as, as Netflix says, I'm setting the scene here. Hunted by the ruthless older brother. Heir to the imperial throne, Zhao and Sister Leon seek the protection of a reluctant, war-reary crusader. Yes. It is the 2014 movie Outcast, starring Nick Cage and Hayden motherfucking Christensen. (laughs) Oh, yes. You guys are absolutely going to love this movie. I'm already in love with it. I am, like, yeah. So Nicolas uh,
3: Cage has been getting a lot of flack over the years for doing bad movies and churning them out and stuff. But if I remember correctly, and I could be wrong, but I thought he had some sort of like accounting or tax thing happen, and he lost oh, like he a ton of his money, and he had to start doing uh, stuff like this to recoup losses. I heard that too. Yeah. So that means. Well, but that doesn't we... make him
2: a good actor, though. No. Like. Yeah, it's but there's awesome. some really good
3: Nicolas Cage movies out there, man. Don't get don't get stabbed. Raising Arizona. Mm-hmm. Raising Arizona is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. The Rock? The Rock? Come on. Drive Angry? Uh, disagree, Come on, guys. Man.
2: I disagree on all those.
3: What? Have oh, you even seen sad. Raising Arizona?
2: I've seen Raising Arizona. I've seen Have The Rock. Have you
3: even seen Wicker Man?
2: I've seen Wicker Man.
3: The Bees! <laughs> Not <laughs> the Bees! Movie. No, um, what about yeah, um, terrible, Bad no, Lieutenant Bad Lieutenant, Port Call New Orleans or whatever? He plays the, no, I haven't seen Really bad Crooked Cop. I
2: liked him in that movie where he was OCD because he played a perfect role. I don't remember the name of it.
3: Oh, uh, Matchstick Men. Amazing. Have you seen that one? Oh, that's such a good No, nah, Matchstick You got to watch that. Matchstick Men's probably my third favorite Nicolas Cage film, I got to say.
2: I liked him um, in um, Kick-Ass.
3: Yeah, he was he was he was and right. no, Yeah. Actually, yeah, cuz they to didn't see let him that. be Nick Cage. Uh, he was just an actor. Leaving Las Vegas?
0: Come on, no. Yes. That's the movie I was thinking of. I was trying to Google it because I couldn't remember the name. Yeah, dude, Leaving Las Vegas is
3: freaking amazing. He had another so, one where it was like a love film, and he was oh, The Family Man with Talioni. That yeah. was a really good movie. Mm-hmm. Of course, Gone in sixty seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course, adaptation. City of Angels. Con Air. I said, put the bunny back in the box. I mean, come on now.
0: Peggy Sue got I just, married. I don't want to start and, a
3: fight. Hey, hey,
0: y'all, forget. <laughs> dude was in Fast Times at Ridgemont High.
1: Dude, yeah. Is this like a is this like a Bush League fucking Last Samurai? What, what the hell?
0: Probably, <laughs> but it has What's Nick it Cage, so it's gonna be amazing.
1: Yeah. Outcast. 2014. Well,
2: it's got Luke Cage and it's got Nick Cage. Uh, Darth Nick, Vader.
0: Yeah. Nick Cage and Hayden Christensen. So you know it's gonna be amazing. Uh, I'm
3: right, so I'm gonna watch this now. Outcast. Who wants to watch it with me? Hey, I'm on leave for the next two weeks, man, so I don't have to be back to work oh. until the 14th. It's on, bro. It's on. i am yeah, not even on. seen it in his IMDb page. Where is it? Oh, there it is. <laughs> yeah, I found this it. Is, this is going to be bad. Oh, look I at it. It, Hayden Christensen's little warhawk. That's cute. <laughs> he's all tough and stuff because he has pomade in his hair. All right. All oh, he's right. right. other oh, Templars. Okay. So- <laughs> <laughs> dapper danielle so, and, is more like it <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right so everybody out there in internet land be sure and check out our website seven dot sins.com follow us on twitter at seven early sins you can also follow us on instagram same handle check us out on youtube daylight gamer there you can see james do his thing i have uploaded you a
3: video in like a month man well, you're going to change that because you're on leave. right? That's true. I've been thinking about editing
0: and putting some and stuff And up. then you can follow Scott and James on Twitch by their handles Slayin and Daylight Game, respectively. And also, if you like what we do and you want to support us, you can check us out on Patreon, 7 Nerdly Sins. You can contribute. You can help us out doing what we do, help grow the show and grow everything that we do. And also, the Discord link to check us out and chat with us uh, from time to time when we're all not busy with work and that life thing is going to be in the podcast comments. So, for 7 Nerdly Sins and the Culture Luck Podcast, I've been your host, Chris. Join as always, Scott.
1: All right, guys. Hey, hey, wait, hold on. Uh, nope. if leave a comment, leave a comment yeah. and a review, dude, on yeah on iTunes or wherever you get this from. We need it.
3: Or come yeah. over, <laughs> come over, and we can I'm watch the cage yeah. films. Yeah, I don't yeah, drink anymore. Got... We can
1: have some more duels. I'm I'm Look. pretty
3: good at cooking. I'll make I'll make uh, you up some some somethings. On, on second thought, don't go to Scott's house. No, just come to James. I got a hot tub. <laughs> hot tub. <laughs> Two words. Hot
0: tub. Let's do yes. this.
3: Oh, I'm down. <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> we'll call them. yes. Uh, a
0: fan soak. A culture lust soak. If you leave us a comment and a review on any of the sources that you get this, you're instantly invited to James's house to hang out in his hot tub.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Banana hammock's I'm, optional. I'm about to comment all up and down Banana this
0: thing. Banana hammock's required. I got four myself. Hey, you want leopard print or zebra stripes?